TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There's a lot going on, right? Well, it says right now tomorrow is a big day for the University of Minnesota who welcomes a distinguished guest speaker on campus. Now, we've been through this many times, and there have been protests and all sorts of things, but this one is quite interesting. It will be Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett. She will be in Minneapolis by invitation of the university's law school, and not everyone is happy about it. We know this. Protests are being planned to take place at this event, but how do schools decide on guest lecturers that will speak to their student body? That's a great question and not easy to answer. Do sociopolitics play a major role in those choices? And what are the logistics in putting these events together? Great question, because it's been changing sometimes. It used to be a time that you had that playlist, right, where you knew exactly how this was going to work out. But nowadays, there are more questions being asked. One man that knows these issues is Dr. Henry Morris, the Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Minnesota State University in Mankato, and he is overseeing an upcoming event on his own campus. So who better to join us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline? Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And I'm very excited um, to talk about this because a lot of people, especially Democrats or those that are more liberal, Amy Coney Barrett is like a nightmare, to some. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree? I don't know if I agree she's a nightmare, but I, I don't always agree with her position on the Supreme Court for sure. Right, exactly. So there are students who may know a lot about her, and there may be students where they're hearing from other people about how awful they may think she is. However, at the same time, we should be the ones doing the understanding. We should be the ones to find out as much information about that person as possible. Do we still see that on campuses? Do we, we really make sure that those students know much more about this person than they used to? I think it's important that universities continue to be a place where Conflicting, competing ideas are heard and shared, um, that we still want to be a place where free speech is, um, you know, happens, um, that we can't always guarantee that in the classroom or outside the classroom, that everything we hear is something we're going to agree with. I think it's our job as educators to help students decide what they believe in versus what their parents may believe in. At the end of the day, if they believe what their parents believe, fine. And if they change their point of view because of things they learn or hear, fine also. Does that all happen often on the campus? Oh, yeah. We, we get students and parents who, who get upset because we're bringing X. We may have, you know, an LGBT center on campus. They don't like that. 
or we may have a multicultural center. They don't like that. They may think the university's too woke. They don't <laughs> like that. Or they may think we are too conservative, and some parents and students don't like that. Yeah, but here we are talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion as well when it comes to this whole big event, right? Those are the three things mm-hmm. that we need to really talk about. So when it comes to diversity with her being on the, on the campus, what does that mean to the students in your opinion? Well, again, not many people get to hear firsthand from a, a Supreme Court justice. So I think the students that get the opportunity to interact with her, it's a positive thing. Uh, I don't think they're going to probably change your view upon, on many things, but I think it's important that they can say at the end of the day that they had the opportunity to, to hear her live and potentially ask a question. So I, I think it's important to bring people from different perspectives uh, for our students to hear on a campus. It is important for students to hear on the campus, especially from all voices. I think that we should always have, you know, different voices so that the students can really hear and maybe even Mm -hmm. read more about that particular person. And then they can really have a solid understanding of their own to accept. Um, And that's not an easy thing on campus. That used to be the thing that happened in the late 60s. You know, people Mm -hmm. would actually sit down and go, okay, this is what I believe about this person. This is what I found out information. They would share information. I don't see much of that on campuses today. Well, I I think that campuses are a lot like what's happening in the the country in general, Uh, becoming more polarized. Right. Um, um, People have very stringent (laughs) points of view on A, B, and C, things that we uh, might have, when I was going to college, might have of, you know, hey, okay, we disagree, but we can still be friends. Now it is uh, very, I don't want to say black and white, but it is is much more um, strident in terms of people's point of view. And campuses are are seeing that, again, in our classrooms and on our free speech areas, as well as in our lectures. Well, that's good to hear. Um, At the same time, uh, so many of the students um, that have read all of these books and stories about leaders that came on their campuses decades ago, and they say, (laughs) okay, but that was different. This is a whole new time, and we need to talk about our own time. I agree with that. However, wouldn't it be great if they could compare some of the people that have been on those campuses, like the Mankato campus, a long time ago, maybe read what they were here for, what they were at that place for, and what did they learn from that? Maybe if we start reading back, you know, going back to read about the people who may be um, suspect or maybe the (laughs) ones that really inspire people to get angry, maybe there's a way to look at it from a different perspective. Do you agree? Yeah, again, I, 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 we deal with young adults. Right. I think that they are still deciding and coming to grips fully with what they believe and don't believe in. And so I, I think a place as a campus should be a place that gives them the opportunity in as safe as possible environment to, to challenge ideas, as I said, to question ideas, uh, not interrupt. I don't think they have the right to stop people from speaking, but I think they have the right to challenge uh, ideas that they disagree with. And, and again, it uh, doesn't hurt to, to know what was happening on your campus uh, decades ago. I, again, speakers, when I was um, going to college many decades ago, um, raised some of those same issues with me that made me question uh, some of the ideas that I had growing up in the Bronx.
Yeah, and I can imagine you looking back saying, wow, I really thought that. Because it's amazing yeah. how we all keep growing and we think that we're that same person, but we're not. We're not. We are all growing and learning, hopefully, and cha- trying to change the world. I remember in this article by Laura Wynn uh, from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and, you know, the whole thing was let the youth protest. Just let them do it. You know, the campuses have been doing this for a long time. Do you agree that we should allow the students to protest no matter what? Yeah, again, I don't know what so, no matter what means. Again, because I, I think they ought not to uh, stop the event from happening. We had just last week, we had somebody who comes on campus about once a year. We call it the preacher. Somebody who comes on campus when it's warm comes in our public uh, uh, public speaking area just to cause controversy, just to cause people. He talks about Muslims. He spits on the Bible, not the Bible, on the, the Koran, talks about members of the LGBT commercial uh, community, and the students get very, very upset. And we try to have conversation with them that that's what that person wants. He wants controversy. He wants people to get upset. He wants people to attack him. Uh, that I said the best way to let them know that you're disagree with them is just to turn your back on them and ignore them or counter protest. Mm-hmm. Bring somebody there who has different points of view than he does. But to physically attack him or even try to keep him from saying what he's saying, I think is, is not what really as an institution that we want to uh, be supportive of. Amen to that. I would absolutely agree with that. So where do we go with the future of our students trying to get to understand our democracy and knowing that they have a voice that they can use, but it seems as though they are not using it the same way they were 15, 20, 25 years ago. And if that's ever changing, I wonder how that could be disastrous for our students at universities. I, I, I agree with you. I think our students need to be engaged in the political process. Um, they got to go out there and vote. They got, I'm not even telling them what to vote for, but they need to be engaged in the process. They need to, as you said earlier, read stuff, think for themselves uh, what they believe in, uh, what they want to uh, um, protest about, what they want to support. Um, but I think the importance of, of hearing different ideas and putting it through your mind's ability to to discern, I think is important. So, yeah, I think it's important that our students uh, constantly be both in and outside the classroom, um, understand uh, the importance of competing ideas. That's what a university is all about, for competing ideas. Competing ideas. I just hope it continues forever because I believe that students really learn from these voices, whether they like them, whether they disagree with them, then sit down and write a paper or start calling the newspaper and saying, hey, this is what I believe. That was one of the things I was going to mention about Laura Wynn's um, article called Let the Youth Protest and Let Amy Coney Barrett Speak at the University of Minnesota. And it says here, Uh, From this woman, she says, I was all fired up to write a column about the importance of free speech on university campuses, about why we need to listen to different perspectives, if only to better test and scrutinize our own. Here's the thing for me. If the, the more people we get involved in talking about it, really being able to share information, share an understanding or maybe debate it. 
It changes our lives. It changes our communities, especially on campus. Then she says, I would not simply expouse from my keyboard. I would find real young people to bolster my argument. <laughs> real young people. <laughs> what is that? I agree. Again, you know, the, the majority of our people are 18 years old, just many, you know, many times leaving their home for the first time, their, their community, going to a large university with many competing uh, uh, ideas and thoughts they haven't thought about coming from high schools, maybe of a 200 students um, and coming to a larger university in, in Mankato is rather small compared to U of M, but compared to with the second largest university in the, in the, in the state, state. Mm-hmm. still a large place from where they came from and with conflicting and different ideas that they're not used to. Um, and that's what, again, I, I truly believe that's what they should come to the university to put their beliefs through uh, a system of competing ideas. And at the end of it, I, at the end of that process, the end of the four years, five years that they're with us, they come out a stronger person with uh, convictions that are truly they believe in and that have been uh, synthesized, well thought out, and allows them to be really functioning members of society. Ah, well said, sir. Well said. Okay, so we're going to wrap up this conversation. I want to know if it is possible today, in today's world, in order for us to have a real conversation where we are listening, where we are learning, we are trying to, where we strive to be better, do better, yet there are always, you know, factions that come forward and make it worse Mm -hmm. instead of make it better. How can we make sure that our students say, yes, you guys are... You're willing to get out there and protest. You're willing to say what you need to say and, and how you believe. But then when you walk away and it's all over, it can get worse after that. Um, many, many decades ago, there were times you didn't have to worry about that. But today I worry about that with students in college. Do you? Oh, yeah, I, I worry. It, we're, again, I said university is not this isolated place on a hilltop. It's right in the middle of America, right in the middle of the state of Minnesota. Um, and what happens in in, uh, in in this country happens here. I, I just was reading something while I was waiting to, to call in about in Illinois where this man shot and killed a six-year-old Muslim kid because of what was happening in the Middle East. Mm. That, that's what we need to fight against. We need to support uh, the diversity of ideas and not take things out on innocent people. Innocent people, my goodness. Dr. Henry Morris, uh, Vice President of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, my final question for you tonight is, is it wise for us to move forward with having her, um, this Supreme Court justice, actually come forward and speak? And, you know, it could really incite violence or not. Um, I'm just curious to know if we are going to keep doing this, should we keep doing this? Uh, I would invite her. <laughs> uh, again, I, I, I have some people, I, you know, I disagree with, but I, I, I think there's nothing wrong in my role or the university's role to um, hear them say what they, they believe and why they believe it. That, that gives you the opportunity, you know, that makes some sense to me or boy that's the stupidest thing i ever heard but i think a associate supreme court justice is somebody any campus would want to bring on uh, to bring to their campus to give their students the opportunity to interact live with somebody like that 
So true. And the last part that I want to read from Laura Wins from the Minneapolis Star Tribune, the article, she says, exposure to diverse ideas is essential to learning and the art mm-hmm. of argument. It's too easy these days to remain smugly certain of your own perspectives mm-hmm. when no one is there to challenge us. I thought, who better to argue this than a high school debater? Now, if that doesn't speak to someone, tell me what does. <laughs> I agree. Well, I want to say I want to say thank you so much, sir, for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Dr. Henry Morris, Vice President of for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Minnesota State University, Mankato, MSU. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope we can have you back on again. Hey, send the invitation. Thank, thank you, you, sir. For the opportunity. Good night. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.